If you just don't want to do life sometimes, then you are definitely not alone. If everything seems like an uphill battle, if you feel like you're constantly changing masks, putting on a facade, trying to fit in, trying to figure this whole life thing out, figuring out what the hell you're meant to be doing, then hopefully this episode can shed a little bit of light onto how you can make some changes to actually live an existence that is not miserable, that you don't constantly question, and that is exciting and fulfilling. But first, here on Split Open, I dissect and condense lengthy content, delivering the most valuable insights in only a quarter of the time, so you can get the hell on with your life. I'm your host, Amy J, and today I am splitting open a Modern Wisdom podcast episode with psychologist Jordan Peterson. It's always fun with him, right? And of course, sending a quick hug to you legends out there who are already subscribed following the podcast. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here. All right, let's start with the problems and then move into the solutions. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Okay, so we're going to start with a false persona. Now, most of us put on a facade, put on a mask, put on a face, act in a certain way. And it's how we survive. It is how you do life, right? It is how you get through dealing with different situations and scenarios in this world. You are different with your partner than you are with your parents, than you are at work compared to when you're at home. We all know this. You can't always be the same person. Some things are not acceptable to do in public that you do in your own home, right? And there are varying degrees to this. Of course, a lot of people will be completely different people depending on the situation. Others are pretty consistent. You know what you're getting with that person. Across the board, they're basically who they are, right? They are who they are. But we can all relate to at least slightly put it on a facade, you know, trying to fit in, trying to be things that we think we need to be. And most of the time it is to feel accepted, right? It is to achieve something. It is to get ahead, to be successful at work, in our career, whatever it is. But we all put on a facade. Now, the issue with this is that you cannot construct a false persona without that becoming a part of you. So if you put on this face, this facade for long enough, if you are creating a different person and acting as that person eventually that is going to become you so this is where we need to be really really careful about the kind of personas and facades and masks we are wearing because whatever you say and whatever you do will rewire you eventually right but that is not to say that you cannot use a persona to become a different version of you now that's the key right you have to become a better higher version of who you already are an upgrade, if you will. Now, a good example of this is, for example, if you're a man and you're not very good at getting women, then you want to fake it till you make it. You put on that facade, you pretend that you're confident and outgoing and you try and get women, right? Fake it till you make it. But the thing is, you have to integrate this new upgraded version of yourself with your old self. So as I said, it has to be part of who you truly are. You are just upgrading because the thing is, a lot of people will put on these facades and they will learn to manipulate. They will not become confident. They will not learn how to get women. They will not fake it till they make it. They will just fake it. And it is all a performance. It does not integrate into who they truly are. So then you can slip into becoming a manipulative a-hole and only trying to get what you want through that persona. It's not really you. You haven't gained that confidence to attract women. You're just completely faking it and then you are going to become rewarded for being fake and how do you think that's going to eventually make you feel maybe not consciously but subconsciously you know you're being rewarded for being someone who is completely fake and the thing with this is that you're lying to yourself about who you are 
then you'll run into obstacles and the world will seem like it is against you, but it's not against you. You'll believe that it's against you. It will feel like it's against you, but it is against this thing, this person that you've created. Does that make sense? And let me know in the comments if you've done this, even if it's by accident, even if you're only just realizing it from hearing me talk about this, but let me know if you have any experience with just faking it, right? Not faking it till you make it, just completely faking it. And then it get into you, it biting you on the butt. Now, if you do have experience with this, then you'll already probably know this and gone down this route. But if you're constantly creating this persona and you're creating these personas to just get somewhere in the world, because that's what it can feel like, right? That you have to be a certain way and you have to put on certain masks to be successful. And if this is how you always feel and this is what you're always doing, then it can easily, easily lead into cynicism, right? You become very sinister. Everything is terrible and it just can't get better. But what Jordan said, which is interesting because it seems like it can go in a full circle, but he said that cynicism is the beginning of wisdom. So naive people seem more optimistic, right? But then when the veil falls, you fall into cynicism. That's where you start to question things. That's when you get irritated. And if you've gone through, I guess, what people call a spiritual awakening or where something's just hit you in the face and something's opened your eyes to something and you start questioning things, then you'll know exactly what this feels like. You were kind of in the ignorance is bliss part of life and then the veil got lifted and you were like, what the heck is this? But at the same time, this is beautiful. This is what needs to happen because you don't want to be in that ignorance is bliss stage, right? You want to go through this cycle of cynicism so you can shift into becoming who you truly are and not putting on these facades all the time because the facade pretending to be someone that you aren't is what is going to make you miserable but of course i think there are two sides to this you can also just fall into cynicism i guess and stay there and just think the world is against you and that the world is rubbish and that it's beyond repair and you just don't want to be a part of it of course you can stay there of course but you have to remember that the world falls apart and you should know that no matter what lens you're looking at it through the world falls apart and it's not as though the world tries to hide that it is blatantly obvious that the world is messed up and things are crazy but you have to presume that you can handle whatever gets thrown at you and i know it's easier said than done that is so much easier said than done and it can be seemingly easier to just stay in that cynicism and think that you can't cope with things and can't handle things but this leads on to what jordan said about mental health right what you're thinking about what you're telling yourself that is what we think about when we think of mental health but jordan put this in a way that I've never actually heard before and it made complete sense and made me step back and re-listen to it when he said it but he said your mental health isn't about you it's not about how you're looking at the world so it's not necessarily those thoughts and the way that you're viewing things mental health is how you fit into society into the social hierarchy what you're doing with your partner your kids your family within your community so if you sit there and you think that the world sucks and you feel depressed and like everything doesn't matter, it's all falling on top of you, that does not mean that your mental health is suffering. And I mean, I'm sure there will be people out there who are going to come for me for saying this, but this is what Jordan said. And believe me, I've been in those dark moments. I felt depressed. I felt like everything is useless and there is no point to this life. There is no point to anything. It just doesn't make any sense and I don't get why I'm here. I've been there. So I understand. And to me, to me, right, this may not make sense to you, but to me, this made complete sense. And I wonder if it would have helped me when I was in those moments to have heard this then. 
But realizing that your mental health is suffering because of your relationships and the role in the bigger picture of things, your community, that is where it's lacking, which is damaging your mental health. It's not how you sit there and think about the world. It is your part in the world. So I know when I've had these down, depressed moments, it's because I've felt lost. It's because I'm not doing anything in my community. Maybe I haven't even had a community at that time. And I've felt this. Yeah, my, me and my partner were very isolated in Scotland at one point, And I felt down, lost. Nothing made sense. And it was because all I had was my partner. There was nothing else going on. I wasn't working at the time. My family wasn't around. I wasn't part of a community. So like I said, this made complete sense to me and kind of opened my eyes to be like, yeah, my mental health is not just what I think and how I view the world. My mental health is about what I'm doing in the grand scheme of things. And I think this is very hard to understand a lot of times though, because especially these days, everything is so focused on the self, right? Self-care, self-love, self-improvement. You do you, you look after you, you come first. And you know, I am all for that. You cannot pour from an empty cup. If you have nothing, if you have not done any work on yourself, then what can you give back genuinely? However, I do think, and I'm starting to see this and feel this and realize this in my own life that being part of something bigger, being surrounded by people, giving back, doing things for others, having a place in society, in your community is what keeps you on track. When things feel worthless and useless and like there's no point, those things keep you on track. They keep your mental health from suffering. But if you disagree, if you have had a different experience, if this doesn't make any sense, if you have an alternative theory, let me know because I love these kinds of discussions, obviously, that's why I do this podcast. But what Jordan went on to say about everyone struggling with this existence, you know, if you're feeling down, if you feel miserable, it's because you've reduced yourself to short-term desire. So these can be, you know, scrolling through your phone rather than having a conversation with your partner in the evening. Or it can go as far as addictions, right? Sex addiction, drug addiction, finding that instant gratification, somewhat escaping yourself. And he explained this as succumbing to the lowest part of yourself. Now, doing this consistently will lead you to feeling despair, anxiety, hopelessness, right? And this all circles back around because a lot of times this is all happening because, like I said, you're not part of something bigger. So if you're isolated and alone and you're just pursuing your hedonistic pursuits, then you're going to be miserable because it's just you. You're isolated. What are you giving back? You're not a puzzle piece in a bigger picture. You are the whole picture because it's only you. And Jordan said that your sanity is you as an individual and the world. It is not just what's going on in your mind. So yeah, this all comes back around, right? All of these low parts of ourselves, isolating, not being part of something bigger, a bigger community, having people around you. There's no one to keep you accountable if you are mostly alone, right? Or focusing on yourself all of the time and what you want. If you want sex or to scroll or to go out and party, whatever it is, you can sit there and view the world and think that it sucks, but that's not the problem. It's because you're not doing anything other than focusing on yourself. Okay, so that is the problem. That is the overall problem. Now let's get into some solutions. You'll be happy to know there are a lot more positive things to talk about in this conversation. But before we get into all of that, I need to ask you a favor. Now, if this is not your first time here, if you are enjoying this episode and you are not following or subscribed to the podcast, then I mean, I don't know why. Did I do something wrong? Let me know if I did. But of course, I would really appreciate it if you could follow and subscribe to the podcast because it keeps me motivated. It tells me that you're out there, that you're listening, that you care and that you want more from me. And I absolutely love it when you leave me comments. So don't be afraid to do that either. And thank you so much for being here. Okay, so the solutions. So to put it broadly, 
but simply, I guess, Jordan said that it is a moral obligation to do remarkable things, to give life everything you have so you don't seep into that cynicism, right? So you don't isolate, so you don't sit inside your head, so you don't detach from the bigger picture. And you have to be truthfully you. You can't delude yourself into thinking the world is a certain way, that you are a certain way. Delusions are ignoring the truth. It's the whole definition, right? A delusion is not the truth. And this is, yeah, the basics of it, the bare bones, the foundation. It is searching for the truth. And I think that this comes up a lot and people talk about it in different ways. And I think that it can sound very fluffy, you know, just be true to who you are, search for the truth. But the more I listen to people talk about it, and the more I think about it, and the more I try and apply that to my life, the heavier it actually feels. It seems fluffy and airy-fairy, but with some serious consideration, it's, it's heavy because it's difficult. It is hard to fully understand what truth is because we can very easily lie to ourselves. Like, yeah, we can fall into these delusions. We can be negative and cynical, and we can tell ourselves that that is just the truth of it. That is what it is. But we can also search for that truth and we can feel as though we've reached that truth and then something happens and you realize, oh, you know what? I don't think I've actually found it. It hasn't really been uncovered yet. And I, and I am not sure if it's a long journey. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure that some people almost flick a switch, right? Something happens and then or they just get it. They know what the truth is. They know how to tap into that at any moment. And that is how they live their life. Uh, but I think for other people, it takes time. And I think I'm one of those people. It takes time. I'm kind of uncovering it a little bit. And that's okay. That's my journey. And I'll accept that because, well, that's my truth, I guess, right? Even if I have to go through some delusions and some little side streets that are moving away from the truth, but then circle back, that's fine. That is my journey. But yeah, I think fully living in the truth, what feels like the truth to you, as close as you can get to it, it is difficult. And this is why a lot of us do choose I guess the easier route of just seeing the world through a dark lens. All right, so how are you supposed to tap in to this truth, the path that you're supposed to follow, right? And one of the ways is humility. You have to have humility. Forget what you know, it's about what you don't know. And this is really important if you have dreams, and we all have dreams, right? But say you go after that dream, you finally go after it, and it fails epically. Even if it was 95% external sources that made you fail at your dream, do not blame those sources. Do not put the blame on those external sources because that is such an easy trap to fall into, to just blame the world, to blame everyone else, to blame the economy, 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 whatever else, right? Just blaming anything other than yourself. But yeah, even if it is mostly external sources, okay, great. But what did you do? Where did you fall short? What skills did you not have to get yourself further along towards your dreams? Because if you are taking inventory of yourself, if you are having that humility to know that you are not perfect, sorry to break that to you if you didn't already know, but that is when you're going to be able to change. That is when you're going to be able to grow. That is where you're going to be able to upgrade yourself. And of course, this is painful. It is painful as hell to be brutally honest with yourself and to take a good hard look at yourself. But this is where you can rectify your ignorance. You can learn more. You can add to your skill set. You can get closer to your dreams. Now, sometimes, you know, we go for things and we fall short. We aim for the stars. 
and then we plummet back down to the ground. And that can be disheartening, you know? Maybe you finally pluck up the courage to go after something that you've always wanted to do, and then you just fail so epically that it puts you off ever trying again. Now, don't let that don't let that happen because yeah, you're going to slip straight into that cynicism, right? You're going to hate the world and all of the rest of it. And you know, I guess when you're striving for things, a lot of people want to strive for the best. You have these really high standards, but that can, yeah, like I said, it can make you fall short and then it can make you give up. So what you can do with that is still strive, still go after your dreams, do not give up, but reduce that gap between where you are and where you want to be. Like the pinnacle, your ideal self, your ideal dream, the thing that you want to succeed at. Because if you reduce that gap, the chances of you eventually succeeding at whatever it is that you want to succeed at is significantly higher. Because you need to take those small steps, even if the steps seem ridiculous and almost shameful. So what? So be it. Just reduce that gap and do one tiny little thing at a time. Because the thing with progress, because that's what you'll be making progress is that once you get going it starts to speed up incredibly fast obviously if you don't take those smaller steps and you just aim for all the way up here at the top and then you crash and burn yeah that's disheartening that rips your gut out of your backside you just don't want to do that again so don't do that again right the small steps make that continual progress and have that acceptance that you have to start at the bottom i think this is why we fall short a lot of the times, right? We see this ideal and we just try and reach out for it and grab it all at once. And that's not how it works. You have to start at the bottom. You have to start at the bottom. So again, it comes back to that humility, right? Have that humility to start at the bottom with the ridiculous, shameful, teeny weeny steps and just appreciate that you are making progress and that you are going after something rather than not trying at all. Now, the reason it is so easy to want to reach out and grab the best of the best is because we are surrounded by these people. Okay, maybe not in real life, but definitely on the internet, right? It's very easy to look at people that you aspire to be like, people who have everything that you want and you compare yourself. But this is the same thing as trying to reach for the top and falling short and giving up. You are not looking at the next step, the first step. You are looking at someone with great success, somebody who is elite, if you will. And that is not where you're starting. And you've heard this before, you've definitely heard this. You can't compare to anybody else because everyone is different to you. No matter how similar they are, they're still different. So you have to compare to previous you. Who were you yesterday? Because you also have to remember that you're comparing yourself to all these people. And most of the time, you don't know who they are. You don't know what they've been through. And you don't know what their success means. Because let's face it, you do not have success, you do not get to the top of your game or whatever without there being downsides. And you know, we see people at the top and you don't see them crying and struggling, but there are downsides to being those people. Bad things have happened to those people. So don't delude yourself into thinking that they have everything, that everything's great, that life is perfect for them, because it's not. Now, alongside this humility and comparison, there is criticism. We all get criticized, right? And it is seen as negative most of the time criticism is a bad thing but it is a gift it depends how you look at it and this is how you should look at it it is a gift because it gives an opportunity to show your blind spots right if there is somebody who can help you take those smaller steps a little bit faster then why would you not take that opportunity okay yeah it might hurt your ego to hear their criticism but if you take it on board 
You're going to learn about yourself significantly faster and move along significantly faster and get to where you want to be. It makes sense, right? So yeah, reframing criticism is also a great way to get yourself out of this like miserable mindset and to get yourself moving towards your dreams and your goals. Because alongside this, you have to practice gratitude, right? Be grateful that there is someone there to guide you, someone there to point out your blind spots. Because not everybody has that. Sometimes people have nobody and they have to figure it all out themselves. They don't have a mentor, they don't have a partner, they don't have a parent, whoever, a boss to guide them. So you have to be grateful for everything that you have, even if it seems really crappy in the moment, even if you think that you don't have what you should have or what you want, and maybe something genuinely really bad is happening to you. If you can keep the faith and realize that you do have things to be grateful for, then you will genuinely be okay. Because the problem is when you allow yourself to fall into victimhood and you really focus on those bad things that are happening, on the things that you don't have, that is when it's going to be 10 times worse. You're just going to be in a pit then, you know, really focusing on all of the wrong things, then deluding yourself into thinking that it is worse than it actually is. And then it will actually become that bad. So you have to foster that gratitude and focus on the things that you do have, because I'm guaranteed you have a lot of things to be grateful for. Now, Jordan also went into identity, and this is similar to how he outlined mental health, because he said identity isn't what you think of yourself. It's not in your head. So yeah, this is basically the exact same thing about mental health, right? He said, how are you behaving? What are you doing in the world? What are the things embedded into your relationship? So this is important to remember, obviously. This has come up twice now. What we tell ourselves and how we speak to ourselves in our mind is often very far from the truth. And that's exactly what I just said, right? If you're telling yourself that you do not have anything to be grateful for, even if that is not true, it will then become the truth eventually if you sit in that. So you have to actively look for the good. And it's the same here with your identity. Don't think about what you're thinking about. Look at yourself. What are you doing out in the world? What are your relationships like? You kind of have to step outside of yourself, right? Observe yourself. So it's somewhat forgetting what you're telling yourself, right? Forget that voice in your head. And this comes into trying to connect to that truth because it's not in your head, right? It's not what you're telling yourself. It is how you feel. If something feels wrong, we all have those good instincts. If it feels wrong, then there's a reason it feels wrong. And it usually ends up being the wrong decision. Even if you make it, right? You realize in hindsight, okay, yeah, I shouldn't have made that decision. So I think that's what he's saying here, right? It's like, get out of your head because that is not the issue. How do you feel? And what are you doing? And focus on that. Focus on what you are doing, what you are giving back, how you are contributing to the world. So again, how are you behaving? And I'm asking you, how are you behaving? And what are you doing that is outside of yourself? Because Jordan then went on to say that we sacrifice the present moment and go to work in hopes of a better future. The essence of humanity is to live in this sacrificial relationship. Give up everything. So we can all relate to that, especially giving up time to have a better future for ourselves. And I think I mentioned it before, but yeah, I kind of stepped back in my life and I was like, what am I doing in this world? What am I giving back? How am I stepping outside of myself? What am I giving up? Because I felt like I wasn't really giving anything up, that I wasn't contributing. And I had this big gap, this big responsibility that I felt like I had, but I, but I had nowhere to direct it. So this sparked the whole conversation between me and my partner to start a family because that's what made sense to us. And I'm not saying that if you don't have a family, then start a family. That is not what I'm saying. But as Jordan said, sacrifice, living in a sacrificial relationship, giving up everything. This is what we need to do. This is what I think helps us thrive, what helps keep us happy, right? And actively looking for the truth because 
I guess if you're giving things up, if you're giving everything up, then you want it to be for the truth. You don't want to be giving things up for a complete lie. You want to give everything up for a greater purpose, right? Because I do think that it is incredibly difficult to sacrifice things in the long run, at least just for you just selfishly for you. I think the novelty of doing that to, you know, really boost yourself up and doing everything to hustle and grind and sacrifice yourself just for you, just, I don't think that is sustainable. There has to be a bigger picture. Even if that's where you start, cool, but there has to be something bigger and outside of yourself, which is the whole point, right? I think I feel like I could have probably just (laughs) done this episode in two sentences. Search for the truth, step outside of yourself. It's kind of it, right? But Jordan asked a very important question, and if this is the only question that you answer for yourself, I think this will give you a very good overview of where you are in life, where you could have been. And he said, if you faced everything that was put in front of you, who would you be? Now, this led into him talking about fear, right? Because if you had faced everything that was put in front of you, that would have meant well, not necessarily that you had no fear, but that you walked through that fear, right? That you weren't trying to people please, that you were, again, following your truth. Everything put in front of you, you just do your absolute best with that. Follow the truth of your journey with that rather than stepping back in fear or trying to please other people. And he said, in terms of relationships, right? Because obviously, yeah, we're all in this together. We are all together. And the bigger picture is all of us, right? But he said, a person who truly loves someone else will chastise them. And I completely agree with this because this is exactly what my relationship is like. I love my partner. He loves me. And we will put each other in our place, not in a negative, critical way, in a critical way. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, we're not coming from a place of contempt or trying to put the other person down in any way. But we are keeping each other accountable. And that's what we all need. We all need that, whether it is coming from a partner, a parent, a friend, If you love somebody, you would do better to not pussyfoot around them, basically, right? Chastise them, as Jordan says. Kick them up the butt and tell them and show them that they can do better. Because it comes back to that isolation. If you are isolating, you don't really have anyone around you to keep you accountable, then you're going to go downhill really fast. But while we're on this, the conversation went into romantic relationships, right? And it's kind of the most obvious way to get that accountability. But Jordan said, and I totally agree with this as well, the reason I engage in difficult conversations because I don't want to deal with them forever. So he talked about having all of these arguments with his wife, right? And he's like, you can have a thousand arguments or you can walk away. But he's like, but if you have those thousand arguments, then eventually you won't have the arguments because you've ironed out all the kinks, if you will. You've taught each other how to treat each other. You've done that back and forth, chastising, right? Telling each other, that they can be better, showing them how they can be better, keeping each other accountable. And then you will eventually reach this level of gliding through life. And it is that continued support to bring the best out in each other. But not only that, to also reduce the things that aren't so great, right? Because we are all flawed. We all drop the ball sometimes. Sometimes we are very ugly people. But when you have that support, that loving support of a partner or a friend even, that's how you can get to that level of peace and that comfort with that person. And the more I go through this life with my partner and we iron out these kinks, you know, and we figure out if it's me or if it's him and try and bring the best out on each other, it is an unbelievable feeling. And I think it's an experience that not everybody gets to experience, or at least not in a deep, solid way. Maybe they'll have have glimpses of it. They'll do it here and there. But yeah, I'm extremely grateful for my partner and 
how, like Jordan said, you have to find the game that you both want to play. And we are both playing the same game. And when you're both on the same page, playing the same game, yeah, it's that gliding through that life. It's finding that peace. And that's what we all want, right? We want to be aligned and we want to be improving and we want to do that with somebody, whether that is a partner or a friend or family. I think that's what we all want. Now, to not live a miserable existence, you know, to not succumb to the lowest parts of yourself, to not isolate and not have any accountability, to be very cynical of this world. If you don't want to do that, it all comes down to finding difficult things in a world where everything is easy. Now, you may not agree with that because it's very easy to not agree with that. But at the same time, we are living in a time where things are easy. Are most of us just trying to survive? I mean, I'm in Canada right now. I just came from Australia and I'm originally from the UK. And I guess it depends what your definition of surviving is. But overall, we are not just trying to survive. Most of us have roofs over our head. We have some sort of food to eat. I mean, look at me. I'm sat at a desk. I have a ring light and a camera and I'm talking to you in this fancy microphone. So yeah, we are not in survival mode, right? And a lot of things are made extremely easy for us. So we have to try and find difficult things. We have to find that truth. And it's an adventure. And what Jordan really highlighted is that if you do go for what is true, then you have to let go of what the consequences are because you can't predict them. And you shouldn't even try and predict them. And it shouldn't matter because as long as it's the truth, the consequences are what the consequences are. And the consequences are something that you are obviously meant to go through because you are following that truth as long as it is the truth. Then I guess it would be harder, right, to get irritated and angry at the consequences. And you won't slip into that cynicism and hating the world because you know you followed the truth. You weren't putting on that facade, you know? You weren't trying to be somebody else or try and achieve something else or try and manipulate. You were just following what you believe to be true. All right, I'll leave you with this. As you walk through life, things will call to you. Pursue it to the depths and you will be transformed. Now, let me know which part of this conversation struck you the most. Leave it in the comments. And as always, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you.